0: And it was the first ever time I've been so inspired by a group of women and not been intimidated by them and women in the arts came later um, actually but yeah this Shakti tribe really showed me how the different spectrum of love that you can have within womanhood and sisterhood and it, we helped each other we helped each other grow so much and
1: Welcome to Doing It for the Dharma. In this series, we'll be following the stories of inspiring humans who are following their soul's calling. I'm your host, Maddie Lynch, the Vegan Yogi Traveler, and it is my mission to share these inspiring stories with you so that you too can feel the inspiration to follow your Dharma. Welcome back to another episode of Doing It For The Dharma. I am so excited to bring you a special episode with such a sacred soul sister, Louisa Fenn. I like to call her Lou or Lulu sometimes, but she is such an amazing human being and our connection is so powerful and so deep. You know when you just have that one sister... And you just vibe so hard and you're so playful and cheeky and loving and deep and meaningful, all of the things. And I'm so, so grateful for this cosmic soul connection that we share And and in this interview. It was actually recorded quite a few months ago now, but I'm finally back in my flow with the podcast. Now I have some Wi-Fi and consistency. Um, But yeah, we share just just as relevant, beautiful topics. Lou shares with us her journey of becoming a yoga teacher and all the lessons she learned along the way. She shares with us what it was like to have her own theater school and and everything that she had to grow and overcome through that experience. She shares with us her experiences of empowering women through acting and, and educating people at festivals about women, about the yoni. She is such an amazing human being and She's going to be going on to having her own community and retreat space in Spain soon, which is so exciting and I'm so happy for her. So enjoy this episode and I'll catch you on the flip side. Louisa, welcome to Doing for the Dharma. Hello. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited. So the first question I would love to ask you is what does Dharma mean to you?
0: Mm, Good question. Dharma means for me... um energetical alignment with something that you're passionate about or something that you're meant to be fulfilling um whatever drives you whatever stimulates you whatever gives you that get up and go that's your dharma you should be doing that no matter if it's a 16 hour day if, if it's your dharma it will energize you and you can fulfill it to the greatest good
1: Mm, i love that answer so much so true though like what you say like yeah it's that drive that gets you up in the morning even if it's like like you were saying the other day even if it's three in the morning you know when you wake up for holiday you want to do it exactly
0: you know like that feeling that we have like when we're excited to go traveling that holiday if the flight's at 4am we get up and we're energized and we're full for it you know it's like if you're teaching a yoga class you will get up and you will do it if that's for your dharma Mm. doesn't matter what time
1: Definitely. Thank you for sharing. So before we dive in, let's just say like where we're at and how we met and then we'll like fully dive Mm. into the interview. So would you like to share?
0: Yeah, we've had a journey. (laughs) (laughs) It's been beautiful, you know, we've kind of magnetized towards each other. The first time I met you, it was right before an open space by a bonfire under the full moon and it was really special energy anyway um and you came to the valley full beaming with your heart open and yeah we just we got on straight away didn't Mm. we and we've been working together for just over a month now and sharing workshops together teaching side by side yoga meditation um yeah we've kind of built this beautiful sisterly bond through mantra through mother earth through sisterly love and Mm, mm. So beautiful.
1: And yeah, for the listeners, like we're at a yoga community slash retreat center slash somewhat ashram lifestyle, right? Yeah. Where you've been for a while and I was at another one and now I switched to came here and yeah, you were that first like beautiful, like sisterly connection that I had, which is mm. amazing. So let's talk a little bit about you. And if you could just, I know this is kind of like a hard question but if you could just summarise yourself or summarise what you've been up to in the past mm. few years or your journey, just so everyone can get a bit of an insight.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you ask me, you know, like, who are you? Because a while ago I would have identified myself by my work and I would have said, oh, okay, I'm, I'm an actress, I'm this, but me as a person, I'm not that, but this is what I've been up to. Um, so I grew up in London and I was a performer an actress and yeah I was in that material lifestyle of performance art and it was beautiful it was so inspiring and I've met so many wonderful people and living creatively and artistically was what felt like my dharma Um, but then I discovered that my mental health was being affected by that and it made me sad it didn't resonate with me you know like that feeling of being on stage that performance was wonderful and that's what it was for the community surrounded that the cast and crew that you'd work with so intensely that was so inspiring but emotionally and physically it was draining me Mm -hmm. that wasn't giving me energy after a long long time and um yeah you know you'd be trained into getting into all these different roles but you would never get trained how to get out of them so i didn't have a sense of self at all so that's probably why i identified myself by my job because Mm. who knew what i was or who i was at that time and then um and then i discovered this at university when i left the city and moved to another city bath in the uk and it was a beautiful time and i learned so much about yoga without even knowing it on my degree course we learned about physical theater and it was all about um understanding the breath and using the elements to devise your theater intuitively and that's when i first learned about like lunar energy and feminine energy and using that creatively um And then I realised, okay, I actually prefer this. I actually prefer understanding myself and using the breath and Mm. working in this really niche way of performance art. So I did that for a bit, had a theatre company, um, did children's theatre. It was all very niche and based with fringe festivals and low-key venues, mainly theatre. And then after university, I thought, wow, there's no women who know this. There's no women who talk about this suffering that happens in the arts world. You know, it's very masculine. Um, And I didn't know a lot of open women that were talking about the struggles of this. And then Mm. I met this wonderful girl, Chloe, and we started Women in the Arts together. And, um, well, it was her idea, and we really blossomed together in making it. And we helped women realise and talk about the vulnerabilities of being an artist. Mm. Um, And we had... Events we had festivals, we did pop-ups, we, yeah, it was all a chance for women to come together and not be threatened by one another, but to encourage that vulnerability. And women and men came, you know, it wasn't just for women. It was for men to see how women feel as well in the arts, which is so important in modern day society, we felt. Mm. Um, And this went on for a while and we had so much fun doing (laughs) it. And, um, and then i thought you know what i want to continue helping these artists and what works yoga yoga oh. and meditation works with any sort of industry but particularly the arts when they don't know themselves from this role jumping um so yeah i did my teacher training in india and it's it's been a yoga journey since then so I kind of rambled on and uh, (laughs) you kind of asked me like who are you there you go
1: (laughs) I love it wow you've given us Mm. so much to work with you because you've done so much in such a Mm. short space of time it's amazing and I want to ask you all of these different questions but I guess I'll go with like the key points that you've made and for this women in the arts like what did that process look like in that unfolding was it really hard to get people on board at first like how Mm. how were you actively like helping those women what kind of things were you doing in those events and in those festivals it'd be cool to hear Mm. about that
0: sure yeah so women in the arts started uh, with just a gig Mm. so it was a chance for women all to come together and you would have like a 15 minute slot. We'd ask random women, you know, to volunteer, to get up in front of a crowd, and it was in this underground Roman bath pub, <laughs> and it was so cool, we all squished together. And yeah, people would just get on stage and they'd share their story as an artist, and then you might write down something that inspired you from that person and walk away from it, and there you go, and it was really low key, and it was sweet, it was very, casual networking essentially you'd meet other like-minded artists um and it kind of just gave people that idea of you're not alone there are other people out there who feel this way um and that's okay to feel that way and then we we had different themes for different events so we'd have like role models as one idea um and we'd get there and we'd discuss you know like who were your role models for me it was these like damsel in distress ladies of disney or you know, sexual figures that looked beautiful but then had nothing to them, you know? Mm. Um, and it was just interesting to know that that was a key theme. And then we talk about longevity like, how do you sustain your art? What well being techniques do you personally use to sustain it? Mm. Because there is no funding in the arts. You're lucky if you get a paid job, you know? how do you sustain that? I'm an actress, I'm a waitress, I'm a babysitter. You More than likely, artists have five other jobs under mm-hmm. their hand as well, you know, and where do you get the time? How do you find balance? And it was such a wonderful space to open that dialogue. Um Yeah, so that's kind of how wow. it started.
1: Mm, beautiful. And then how did that unfold into like festivals because I know in our own conversations that we have had you done some really like cool activities and I'd love (laughs) you to speak a little bit about that too.
0: Yeah, it's kind of been super elaborate. It really fanned out once the word got out. You know, we um we started a newsletter, we got the word out, loads of people came to these events and the word kind of spread. It was it was a big love fest. Um and then we applied for festivals and we thought, okay, we could turn this into a real fun, practical, crafty performance you know so we did walkabout acts we did self-love club so we dressed up as like cupids all in red and pink and we traveled around festivals um giving out Uh, peaches in exchange for they could write on our bunting what they loved about themselves so we will give you bubbles and a peach if you write what you love about yourself and it's so interesting the stuff comes up you know because it takes a long time for people to come up with stuff Mm. which was the most heartbreaking thing but also the most educational like okay people would go very physical I love my boobs I love my bum Mm. okay that's great Great, we love your boobs and your love. <laughs> and we love your bodies, but what like what about the stuff on the inside? I love my intuition. I love my ability to be an empath towards my friends. You know, this is the sort of conversations that we'd have, and that's why we did it to instigate that deeper sense of self. And then we did stuff like. You know, I've mentioned to you before about the badge Badge making workshops, yes. which was such <laughs> a fun opportunity to connect to men, women and children, you know, about... These Vag Badges, okay, I'll I'll tell you what they were. So we'd have recyclable objects that we brought, like coffee cup lids and scrap pieces of ribbons and paper, and we would come together and we would sit in a big circle and we would make vaginas on these coffee cup lids and stick them to our chests. And then you'd just (laughs) see all these Vag Badges around the festival and like other women would talk to each other. Because the theme of this was to not only educate people about the anatomy of the vagina and to talk about all these different parts, but also to talk about feminist issues as well. Mm. Um, And like societal conditioning that we've been brainwashed to pursue about our own bodies, our vaginas, sex, relationships. Um, So it was a really open space to be able to talk freely about this sort of thing. And the most beautiful thing was like, loads of guys knew the anatomy of the vagina more than the women did, which was really interesting. Um, Yeah, so it's education, inspiration, and healing, ultimately.
1: Mm, That's so beautiful. It's interesting, because, like... I feel like we have a lot of similarities in the things we've done, and I also used to run a self-love club as well. I know, slightly <laughs> different. Like I used to just do it was like yin yoga, and I'd only have mm. six people there, and I'd give them a head massage and Reiki and then guide them through a visualization. So it's interesting we have these parallels of like, uh, for the listeners, guys, when we first met, we found out that we're both reading two of the same books yes. at the same time. Sure. <laughs> Very, very interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's such a beautiful journey, though, and I really admire that you're yeah, promoting, like, feminine power and, like, helping women to step into their own light and feel more comfortable within their bodies mm. and feel, like, gratitude for themselves and not just on the external level, which we're, we're taught to value, right? Like, magazine covers Oh, her appearance. Like, like
0: Exactly.
1: The focus needs to shift inward, so I think that's so amazing. Yeah. That you're,
0: and what I've is womanhood that. what mm. is sisterhood what yeah. you know absolutely you're talking about these magazine covers all these women like is that a woman to you or mm. is a woman to you that feminine nurturing lunar energy that every single man and woman has inside of them um yeah so so, i so i totally true. admire you know your self love club with this yin connection to really open people's hearts mm. to that sensitivity. Mm. So important. Yeah, we should have we should have really collaborated. <laughs> I wish I knew about that sooner. <laughs> next time,
1: next still time. time, yeah. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> impressed cuz you've done like okay, you've only just turned 26 like a few days ago and you've just done <laughs> so much like yeah, with your acting and I know that you also had, well, you mentioned already that you had your own theatre company and then we mm. spoke the other day that you ran your first show and it would be really beautiful to hear about that too, that whole journey, that process. How did you start, like where did you get the idea and if you can just talk all about it because mm. I think it's so beautiful, yeah. that whole process.
0: Well, at university we had so much um, abundance of knowledge and talent around us and we formed our own little theatre company from university. Um, and we did a children's theatre company at first, and it was called Mm -hmm. Freshly Squeezed Children's (laughs) Theatre, and we made intimate theatre performances in tiny little theatres, and it started off in Bath, and then it went to London, and um, yeah, it was an opportunity to educate through art, which is and was such a huge passion of mine to apply to every type of person, um, to inspire them practically and um, in a creative way and it started out with a little bit of funding and um, from the Arts Council and we made a piece called Tongue Tied which was our first ever performance and it was about it was when the refugee crisis was going on strong and it was about this tiny little wonderful innocent girl from Oman and she came over to the UK and it was so traumatic for her and she couldn't learn English and there was so much trauma for her and yeah that's where the tongue-tied came from and and this piece was about Educating children to speak their truth, to speak their mind, to use their bodies as expression as not just their words. Um, I feel like our modern day society taught us to only communicate through words and close down our physicality in a way. You know, people get so nervous to dance, move freely, and yeah, this what this um, piece you know focused on not just reading, writing. And talking but moving and shaking up that energy to express who you are and it was such a beautiful piece of theatre and loads of primary schools loved it and we toured different after-school clubs and that sort of thing (laughs) and then workshopped it afterwards and you know and we got people these kids and these teachers to workshop parts of the performance that they loved and it was really educational and inspiring and then that made me get a job in a primary school and I um, worked like running drama workshops for different primary schools because it's no longer in the curriculum in the UK. Mm. And it's such an important thing for people to know, you know, to grow up with creativity and role role play and acting and, again, self-expression because we're Mm. so left side of the brain, you know, we close down that right side of the brain from such an early age. And it's so important that we use the tools of drama and art to inspire that later development,
1: you know. mm, definitely I love that mm. so much and another parallel I also used to do drama and acting and singing and, and plays mm. and stuff and yeah it's so important because I feel like this kind of like shaped who I am like my ability to be confident in social situations and kind of like adapt to the energy because that's what you learn when you're doing performance you know when it's like spontaneous and you have to just play with it and I exactly. feel like our creativity is almost like this vessel for spirit to like be channeled through Mm. you know and if we close that off it's like we won't be able to access our intuition as much or trust those gut feelings or exactly yeah it's so important absolutely
0: and you know you could link this to a global scale you know what we need right now in this world is creative people to you know inspire people to be more sustainable Mm. Or we need creativity to make things for sustainable lifestyles you know it's it's all very well and good prioritizing maths english and academic subjects because they are valuable too but Mm. yeah my ethos and my passion is to teach children to be more creative for the later generations you know it Mm. affects everyone
1: definitely and it's Mm. almost like you know, the normal curriculum of math, science, and English, this is like, yeah, that's great and important, but it's just, just focusing on that like masculine exactly. energy of like the logic and rationalizing, which of course is great. But yeah, that feminine is shut off, right? Where's that the balance? Express and explore. Yeah. Mm. So important. So I'm, I'm so grateful that you've been, you've done that work and it's now, I bet it's still rippling out into the world, you know, people from that company, okay. I bet they're all like still spreading that and all those kids that all those kids. attended. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: so wonderful. Mm. Well,
1: what were the major challenges that you faced with that like setting up um, the theatre mm. and running all the shows
0: i think the societal backlash of it all you know um getting um a slot in a theater or because it's so funny you know you have to pay for that you have mm. to pay for that space you have to volunteer your time and and as a, an adult, you know, living in a city, where are you going to get your income? You know, it's all well and good doing all of this amazing stuff, but to sustain yourself was probably the hardest thing. Mm. Um, and to keep that motivation, to keep that, like, push through, because it is a kind of a political matter at the end of the day. Um, you're fighting for justice. You're fighting for arts, culture, <laughs> um, expression. And when you're in a society where that is not pushed and it's accepted as we Mm. would like of course you're going to get conversations with people that you know don't really resonate with you and you have to keep that positivity you have to keep that um inspiration flowing so Mm. absolutely doing the work and this is why yoga and meditation comes hand in hand with this sort of thing because it gives you that strength it reminds you of your purpose your dharma you know it reminds you of your okay where am i going this is what it's for um so yeah just holding that space was a challenge to prioritize that well-being to get up do the yoga before you go into that audition space mm. or you know cleanse your body when before you're going onto another role or you know yeah just look after yourself self-care mm. self-care for so sure so
1: important mm. and what from, like, everything that you've learned in your experience, especially as, like, an actress, is even more intense. What kind of self-care rituals were you doing to, like, ground you back into your own body, your own self, mm. you know? Was, was there anything in particular apart from the yoga and the meditation?
0: Yeah, Reiki. Mm. Reiki was so clearing. Um, I mean, you know, as a Reiki master, you a lot of the times after an experience in a really hectic performance environment a lot of my chakras were out of whack you know like Mm. there were some energy blockages for sure um especially with method acting because you're living those roles where you absorb a lot of the character's traumas and you really try and get into that headspace so of course you need to get out of that before you go into the next role so reiki energy clearing centering the meditation comes hand in hand mother earth heals all Mm. she is our biggest teacher and she is so cleansing so because i was in a city because i was living underground in these theaters in the dark you know i needed that prana i needed that inspiration so yeah that's maybe why i loved traveling so much as well in between jobs because it just resets you the more Mm. you travel the more you know i believe and that, like, you need to get outsource inspiration to inspire others. Mm, I think.
1: So so true, and I would love yeah. to hear about yeah more of your journey into the yoga and the reiki and the meditation because I know you went to India, right? Yeah. Was that to do your teacher training?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I, I felt mm. it was really important to go to the source of where yoga came from for me um to get that real authentic education you know I was fortunate enough to be able to do that so Mm. I took that opportunity
1: and Mm -hmm. what was that whole experience like for you because like I've solo traveled to India I think I'm pretty sure you solo travel too right and I've had a lot of women who've been like they want to go and they want to go by themselves and Mm. have this own in a journey but they're afraid and like they feel like it's a vulnerable place so what was that like for you like traveling solo as
0: a a woman for sure um And it is an intimidating place for a solo woman for sure especially coming from the uk um yeah just on my own traveling of course you've got to have your wits about you and you kind of got to be prepared and have a plan don't necessarily be frivolous (laughs) you know you've got to kind of have a plan and for those of you out there who want to look into doing their teacher training or even just to travel india you know it can be done and you should definitely do it because that culture is so worth exploring and as long as you're safe and yeah, have a plan and have a plan B and have a plan <laughs> C maybe. Um, but yeah, India was an amazing experience for me. I started off in the South, so it's a little less intimidating than the North. It's, it's very much more traveler based um, for young women, especially Goa and places like that. You'll You'll meet a lot of Western women exploring the yoga path in Goa mm. um, and where you were in Rishikesh probably is the same it's a big hub for yeah, that definitely. Um, yeah definitely yeah I'd probably advise to go south and then wake your way up and kind of ease yourself into mm. India for sure um, but yeah you know it's a beautiful place to explore Never hold. don't let fear hold you back mm. don't let fear hold you back because there's an abundance of love and philosophy to learn there And mm. definitely I love <laughs> that you say
1: that yeah because we're either like seeing through things through the lens of love or through the lens of fear and it's kind of our choice and depending on what which lens we decide to look at that's what we're going to
0: attract into our experience right yeah you know Mm. I was before I went I was so influenced by people's own opinions and I was so influenced I was going to like Krav Maga classes to learn what is that it's like a form of self-defense it's like a martial art (laughs) yeah so I was like really learning how to like equip myself and I was really channeling a lot of, like, masculine fire and getting really, like, pumped up in not a necessarily positive way. Like, part of it was empowering because I knew I could defend myself, but then there was just so much anxious, Mm. like, energy because I was anticipating danger. And if you apply that, then, of course, as you said, you're going to welcome that in because that's what you're giving out. And there is an energy exchange with anything or anyone you are with. The stuff that you put out, you get back so that's something to bear in mind before you travel anywhere
1: definitely mm, mm. thanks for sharing that <laughs> and what would you say the biggest lesson that India has taught you because I know that every, everyone who goes there you're kind of faced <laughs> with this whole different universe and it it does kind of suck you in and spit you out often spits you out better than you were before mm. um, but often we go through like these trials and tribulations so what would you say like yeah some of the biggest lessons you
0: learned from India from India specifically Mm, Good question. Um, Don't judge anyone. Don't judge anyone. Everyone is a teacher, you know, Um, if you've never been traveling, then you're kind of used to the same sort of teachers in this little bubble. But once you get out there and once you experience, especially in like a third world country, you know, everyone is a teacher. And in India, the essence of family is so important. It was so healing for me to be there and to see such close relationships. Because, you know, everyone has their traumas and everyone has a past, especially when it comes to family, it could be a quite sensitive topic. Mm. So me going there with old family traumas was really inspiring for me to see because family is so important in India. Mm-hmm. And and also another lesson that I learned from these mothers and sisters in these families was the importance of this new feminist wave um yeah I felt a lot of love and a lot of sympathy for these women who are very much in that old mindset of how they're treated um so it was just a wave of gratitude to Mm. you know come from where I've come from and have that ability to travel and have that permission to leave my family and to go and explore and learn Um, because a lot of these women will never leave the country and will never leave that family Mm. and will just continue to serve there so everyone is a teacher wherever wherever you travel but India for sure Mm. was a big one for that
1: wow that's so beautiful Mm. Mm, I love that and yeah it's so true like even like the people who like trigger us the most right like sometimes Mm. they're also our biggest teachers because we have so much to learn and like everyone being like this mirror to ourselves like when we really like someone it's like all of those qualities that we love about them is present because we we have those within us and
0: we're just a reflection of each other for mm. sure
1: so beautiful (laughs) and what about your yoga teacher training what was that whole
0: how Mm. journey like what a lila (laughs) when we um, we say lila we mean like the dance of life (laughs) it's such a beautiful word um yeah, yoga teacher training was amazing, and it was so funny. the The group that I had um, was all women, mm. and we called each other the Shakti sisters. Heck and our, yeah. <laughs> our Indian teachers were there, and they loved us little Shakti girls. And <laughs> we was and it was the first ever time I've been so inspired by a group of women and not been intimidated by them. Mm. And women in the arts came later, um, actually. But yeah, this Shakti tribe really showed me how the different spectrum of love that you can have within womanhood and sisterhood and we helped each other we helped each other grow so much and on a yoga teacher training it's so hectic you know you learn so much and especially your 200 hour in one month you know you learn so much and it's sometimes hard to absorb and it's physically draining mentally draining and you're learning a spiritual path you know you're enlightened by all this knowledge and you're like wow everything that the social conditioning i've experienced is not what it seems anymore and so it can be emotionally really triggering um so it's good to it was so i was so lucky and blessed to have this these 10 incredible women um really helping each other when one person's energy was low we felt that for them because we were so close and Yeah, it was one of the best times of my life. Yeah, it really wow, was. It was beautiful. So
1: incredible.
0: Yeah. And mm. then I went back there a year later as an intern. Um, and then just to carry on that love and affection that we had with the next group. And then just to work as an intern on a teacher training was really inspirational. Um, Learning, working alongside my gurus and my teachers. And mm. then passing that and channeling that information through to all these beautiful souls that were so new to it as well. And
1: wow yeah that's amazing. It's just the gift
0: that keeps giving this mm. yoga party you know it's not ours it's not our teacher training it's everyone's and it's an experience and for anyone who's thinking of doing it you know it's not just your journey you're going to be discovering you're going to be sharing other people's journeys and realizing that it's a superpower mm. you know this yoga mindset is a superpower it's a lifestyle and it will just ripple across your whole path your whole lifetime once you do it
1: mm, mm. so so true yeah because mm. it's such a transformative process right like you are not the same person as like when you stepped in on that day one of the training it just like shifts yeah everything. Yeah. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to hear some of your shifts, because I know we've spoken about that, like, personally, Mm -hmm. just between the two of us, of how, like, maybe before you had this lifestyle that maybe wasn't so sustainable, with, like, maybe a lot of drinking, or whatever going on, and, like, like, where you are today is such a such a
0: 360 (laughs) cool to hear about that it's so funny my whole lifestyle was this punk rock and roll girl who wore fishnets and black and red lipstick and I took drugs and drank so much and I was I realise now that I was just trying to get to the place that I am at now I was just trying to transcend just trying to escape it was escapism at it's finest you know this Mm. intoxication um and then absolutely discovering this yoga path, this sattvicness. And when I say sattvic, I mean this pure, clean, loving, devotional path. Um, didn't ever seem appealing to me. My role models were Kamos, okay. Stevie Nicks, you know, raging cokeheads. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's because they were cool. They were what I thought was cool. Mm. Um, so it's yeah, I'm so happy to have slowly shifted out of that path because it made me ill, it made me sad, it made me depressed. I was welcoming in relationships that were reflections of me, you know, like what we were saying were all reflections of each other. So of course I was welcoming in more mess, more drama. Mm. Um, It wasn't sustainable at all. It wasn't conscious. It was selfish and, luckily you know we've both found this path so early on in our lives mm.
1: um, yeah we're very blessed yeah. that we're gonna grow up grow up with that and integrate mm. that into the rest of our lives because like yeah, yeah. And, it's,
0: and it's no resentment towards that you know it's only educational as well you know i thank my past i thank those dark times that i had because now i can compare it to this ultimate bliss of Mm. this yoga lifestyle that you you know it's still tough sometimes out here but um yeah it's nice to reflect on Mm, definitely
1: yeah Yeah, and I kind of feel that like our traumas are kind of like the seed for like spiritual growth Mm. to occur and I'm i don't want to say that you have to have trauma to experience spirituality but it's definitely like a fast lane pathway to get there because you almost need that deep deep darkness to have this longing for the light whereas like Mm. if you just kind of
0: absolutely you know
1: if you if you're if you're pretty sweet already you're not really seeking for anything external i think that i think that from my experience of people who i've met people who have like had really good childhood hits or whatever they kind of then turn towards more of the drugs and alcohol and escapism just to experience some kind of contrast you know Mm.
0: so it's it's interesting yeah and and absolutely into we can have this i used to for sure i have this victim mindset you know i've got so many traumas i've had such a bad life you know I've heard so much of this and and yeah of course that inner child needed nurturing and for sure she needed so much love and I love that little child Lou you
1: know (laughs) wherever
0: you are I love you so much and you had a tough time but for any of you out there who have these traumas these can be lessons Mm. they can be inspiration they can be stepping stones onto a path of love for sure um, and it's whether you choose to change your perception of these traumas and to have that victim mindset um, mm. you can choose to heal and these traumas don't define you you mm. are not your traumas um,
1: so important how did you mm. get out of that victim mindset what was the shift mm.
0: that,
1: that change your perspective
0: talking talking mm. to people to be honest um, communicating to others about my traumas and knowing that everyone has their traumas Mm. we have grown up in a society where talking about traumas is not cool (laughs) right and and it is cool oh my god get it out clear that throat chakra you know like open up that communication because you will realize that we are all the same we are all connected Mm -hmm. we have all suffered and no problem is smaller or bigger than another we can all experience trauma um And And
1: transmute it,
0: essentially, into love. Yeah, well, you can transmute it into love, and it's it's whether you're ready to open that channel. And so if you're thinking about opening that channel, you know, open that channel talk about it. If you've got a platform to talk about it, definitely share. Um, And that's why Women in the Arts was so important for me, because... It was my time to really step into the light and to stand on stage and be like this is who I am I'm am an emotional creature <laughs> because of all of this mm. hardship in this performance world and that itself was healing yeah wow. that's mm. amazing
1: yeah it's so true like this channel of communication just yeah I guess like when you express it it kind of dissolves like some of the pain you know because I think a lot yeah. of the pain is like just keeping it to ourselves and then just like letting that boil over in our minds but when you share it it just kind of releases its power it loses its power yeah that's right Mm. so so Mm. cool thanks so much for sharing that and i'm curious like how you got here like where we are today in this beautiful yoga community (laughs) like how did that unfold from like living in the uk in this actress lifestyle Mm. to then yoga and now you're living on the other side of the Mm. world so what kind of happened in between that
0: yeah the universe for sure but my decision making what I thought were mistakes what I thought was trauma led me here you know so the way knows the way (laughs) like um the biggest mistakes that you can make in life can lead you into light and I made a few mistakes I quit a few jobs and I ran away to India and it seemed like I was running away and it seemed like I was failing but actually I was I was running towards something better and I had no idea and I'm so grateful for these mistakes, you know, so grateful for these errors that I made that are no longer errors. Um, So yeah, I made my way to India and then went back a year later to keep discovering the path and then yeah I thought okay I want to keep traveling because every time I travel I meet people and they inspire me and when I leave this tiny bubble that I grew up in I thank that bubble dearly and I love that bubble and I'm so grateful for that bubble but it doesn't resonate with me as much as the world does you know I need to keep meeting people Mm. I need to yeah be inspired and um and then my two dear friends who I met at uni, they said, you know, we've come to Australia and it's there's an abundance of knowledge and nature here. You should try it, you should come over. Wow. And um, I came over and then COVID happened. Wow. I came straight from India, this, yeah. yeah, straight with that Indian glow. And I came over to Australia and I came straight to this yoga community, which I had no idea about, but my friends River and Amanda, they said, You know we've heard about this community, and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm such a easy breezy lady (laughs) right now, just fresh out of India. I'll come, sure. And I had no idea it was like a Hare Krishna influenced community. I had no idea it was, yeah, different paths of yoga. I thought it was just going to be asana and maybe a bit of permaculture and and just light and breezy. And I've been here six months and. I leave tomorrow, um, very significant time, but the universe has got more things. But yeah, it's been an incredible journey and living in a community, wow, it's been so educational and inspiring. And you know, Maddie, you know, living in communities is such a different way of living. And I recommend to anyone out there, try living in a community. Because <laughs> you'll learn and you'll love and you'll grow. And yeah, it's been a roller coaster, But mm. the lessons that you learn here are huge. So many lessons, yeah. Definitely,
1: yeah. <laughs> it would be interesting to hear about some of the biggest lessons that you've learned mm. whilst at Govinda Valley and in this mm. beautiful, crazy, wonderful
0: community. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we spoke the other day about that. You asked me on my birthday, what's the biggest lesson you've learned? And I said, the biggest lesson I've learned is seeing and witnessing the spectrum of love. Mm. I was told that love was marrying someone and having a house with them or loving a daughter or a son and those are very important and they work for some people um a lot of people but what I've learned at Govinda Valley is wow you can love someone so much and they can be the opposite sex um Mm. but it doesn't have to be romantic um you can love yourself so deeply you can love something that doesn't exist but you feel love through mantra you can i've explored mantra and chanting in kirtan and it is a meditation and it is devotional and it's incredible and somewhat alien at first but (laughs) yeah once you surrender to this weirdness and open heart you know you can open your heart to so much love um and sisterhood as well being so close to feminine energy and teachers and gurus and mother earth you know the Mm. spectrum of love is is so wide and yeah i feel like i'm taking so much of that love on to the next journey and Mm. hoping to spread those lessons wow that's
1: so beautiful thanks so much for sharing and yeah i've heard it We've spoken about this, like, a few times, but every time I hear it, I'm like, it mm, just sinks in a little bit more, you know, and I can really mm. relate to that as well, especially, like, in terms of, like, this sisterhood that's happening because I mentioned to you the other day how, like, this deep craving I have for love from, like, what I think is a romantic partner is essentially, like, I'm already receiving all of that yes. love from this sisterhood. Yes, you I'd love to mention to the listeners that, Yeah, just the love I've experienced here and like the other day when, you know, you're so in tune to my energy and we did some eye gazing in the morning as we every morning we have a little circle and maybe we sing mantra or eye gaze or, you know, do these little things and we eye gaze together and it was it moved me so deeply and yeah mm. I was in a bit of a weird energetic space and then you asked me what does self-care look like and I was like oh having a bath but I can't have one here because I forgot that we have a bath in the women's ashram <laughs> and then I came back in a few hours like, I lured around me a bath and you put candles and crystals and oracle cards and tea and chocolate and everything <laughs> and yeah I literally like cried in that moment right because yeah. that was such a pure expression of like love and kindness and generosity that I don't even think a a romantic partner has ever gone to such an extent Mm
0: -hmm. to show that
1: level of care you know and then in that moment when I was in the bath I realized like wow like this love I seek is is already all around me and more some and it's already
0: within you as well Mm, absolutely and you're so right you know romantic partners in the past may have not given us that abundance of love but Mm. we can experience all of what you have as your ideal relationship with a friend Mm. with yourself you can date yourself and it's Mm. so cool so good (laughs) yeah and you don't need that partner for gratification for love for self-worth Mm. you don't need that and that's been a huge lesson here as well that keeps repeating itself um you know and that love that you felt in that bath in that moment is because you give out all of that love already Mm. um and we are in this community where love is the language you know love (laughs) is the language no matter where you're from so surround yourself with people like that as much as you can because mm. you deserve it and if you're not receiving it then it's time to change if you're not receiving it maybe you're not giving it mm. um,
1: so true again coming back to that mirror
0: right mm. Everything just being that it's reflection. the running theme isn't it, it that is mirror that reflection bloody mirror <laughs> the mirror
1: of light Mm, and what just popped into my mind was how, like, I hope you don't mind me bringing it up, but I think it's really beautiful if you can share about how when you took part in the life drawing and how empowering oh, that was. Girl, <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow, yeah, I, this was this was such an important lesson. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, yes, I have grown up with not loving my body, not cherishing this temple, and abusing it with drugs and alcohol and being so thin or overeating or over drinking and really abusing it and fluctuating my weight and um, yeah I've learned to love my body I've learned to love my imperfections that are perfections mm. these stretch marks these scars this skin that I live in you know because of societal conditioning we are programmed to think that a woman looks in a certain way and this is a huge topic um, with a lot of my friends. And yeah, this opportunity came into my past to do a life drawing session as a model. And it was in this cool little record bar in Thoreau in New South Wales. And I went there with no expectations. I didn't really anticipate anything, to be honest. Um, I just thought, okay, this is a time for me to be my authentic self, oh. to stand on stage And not be that actor that I grew up as, but to be myself. And it was really significant just to drop my clothes (laughs) and just stand there and witness, have full awareness of that nervousness, of that fear, of that empowerment, of everything that was bubbling up in my belly from all these lessons recently to finally display themselves in this moment, in this scene, in this act, you know. Um, it was such a powerful moment and nobody cared nobody cared what I looked like because they were all artists they were all respectful and it was their time to just look at another body as a body and draw it Mm. it's as simple as that you know (laughs) and we have so much fear about being nude you know and our bodies are not us we are our souls and we have this mindset of we are our bodies we are our minds we're not this is just the transportation for our souls and we're all lucky to have one and we need to cherish it and love it no matter what it looks like and the photos that i took of these drawings i am gonna cherish forever and put all over my walls if one day i have a house <laughs> um but yeah it was a very empowering moment i'd recommend to any woman who has any self-love issues or self um or doesn't doesn't like themselves you know doesn't like their bodies just love your body and it's so easy to say that but be vulnerable get up there take your pants off <laughs> dance. Drop in... them. yeah drop your pants girl dance in the ocean naked connect to mother earth and she will thank you and make you realize how beautiful you are just surrender to what you are because we're all beautiful
1: Mm, so true. I love mm. that. Thanks so much for sharing that experience. And I love how you chuck dance in the ocean naked. Because yeah, <laughs> we did that. <laughs> we did that. Yeah, there's this awesome nudist beach, and and like personally, like in the past, I guess you two, you know, we're both from the UK, and you really struggle with like that idea of nudity, because it's like oh, like shameful, and you have to hide yourself and your body. Mm. Um, but then, like since living in Germany, like nudity is very normal there, and then. Like, I would never have been able to go to a nude beach with my friends before and just hang out and dance naked, like, with them and just mm. just, just hang out and sing. Like, for me, like, that would not be okay. But I feel like I'm now at this place where... That is okay, and it was so empowering to feel like fully comfortable in our bodies as sisters, and just to Mm. be there. And it was so pure and so supportive, and there's no judgment and
0: no judgment. Yeah, if you have pubes, cool. So do I. (laughs) You know, (laughs) and all of your divine femininity. You are beautiful, Mm. and you know, I don't look at you for your body. Mm. So why would I look at you for your body in that moment if you had no pants on? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, and I think um, Australia, you know, we're so lucky to be here because there's so much vast nature where you can just run around naked a little bit, yeah. in, the forest <laughs> in the bush and beaches. And yes. like coming from India, where you have to cover up even your shoulders, you know, you women are very objectified there. So it is a cultural difference around the globe. And if you can be confident in your body, then you're going to inspire others, oh. and it is that ripple effect. You know, once you drop that pebble in the ocean. All of those ripples that come from that will spread. So, mm. wherever you can empower other women, do it because it will affect cultures, communities, women for generations so be strong in your own sense to inspire others don't just do it for yourself do it for your sisters
1: oh I love that so much I thought you were gonna say when you drop those
0: panties inside of the pebble
1: (laughs) like yeah girl but it's true like even on Instagram like like I'm sharing that I've been sharing some nudes on Instagram like sacred nudity and I'm seeing it all over Instagram like, you know, not just me, like just other women who I thought would never feel comfortable. And I was like, yeah, we're mm. feel, feeling more called cool to show our bodies, so that we are no longer allowing ourselves to be objectified because we're just showing ourselves in our purest state and, you know, mm. and just not having that shame, not having that sexualization. We're just like taking back our power. And I think that's so important. Oh, mm.
0: You inspire me so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. yeah and this is what it's all about you know Mm. talking about it and opening that channel to talk about that Mm. to inspire one another so much healing so much growth
1: Mm. and i'd love to know like what would you say has been one of the biggest challenges since living in this community in this communal space
0: wow good question because every time there's a challenge there's a lesson Mm. you know so i kind of welcome those challenges (laughs) um I think the biggest challenge is for me is I've been so separated from the material world that when I go back into it from like we are in the bush right now. <laughs> for those of you out there, we are in a community in the bush. <laughs> we don't wear shoes, we don't wear makeup, we don't have stuff. We just have each other and the lessons. And mm. I went into Sydney a couple of days ago and that was so weird. There were no trees and it was like it was technology-based and no one gave eye contact and i realized actually wow how i'd been living i'd been so absorbed in this in this life and that is okay because that life is great too they come hand in hand and they need each other you know but um yeah once you absorb yourself in the material world so much then of course the natural world dissolves a little bit and vice versa Mm. when you live in the bush of course it's going to be really fucking weird when you go into (laughs) Sydney and stand next to a traffic light and hear a police siren Mm. but um yeah I'm realizing that I can I can hold my space I can still hold my space in that city life and I can dabble in it every now and again but I don't think I'm ever going to go back to it full time Mm. um yeah it's about finding that balance isn't it it's finding that yin and yang it's finding that masculine and that feminine and all these polar opposites are so obvious when you when you see that you know you can look at the material world as that masculine and you can Mm. look at the mother earth nature world as the feminine and it's finding that balance and that Mm. strength to deal with both so that's forever a challenge so true Mm -hmm. so
1: so true Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and hopefully like this kind of living will will spread you know as we were talking earlier about astrology like in our own private conversation that we are entering into that aquarian age which is based Mm -hmm. on community and unity and supporting each other so hopefully like this way of living will will spread and it won't be become so unique or strange to to live in this kind of way you know yeah i believe Mm -hmm. that
0: i believe that this the world is looking for this connection and community especially with COVID what's happening right now everyone that has had the chance to go inwards and is now looking for a new opportunity to have different relationships to go forward more sustainably I hope um, yeah so definitely it's just perfect divine lunar timing that we are coming yes. into this new moon phase um, for that absolutely mm.
1: and I'd love to hear a little bit about What's coming for you in the near future in terms of Spain and everything that you're hoping to manifest with that and set up would be beautiful
0: mm. to hear. Yeah, so after a lot of healing, after a lot of growth and education, um, me and my dad and his wonderful wife, Alex, have, are going to start our own yoga retreat in Spain. Um, the lease was signed a couple of days ago. So it's all official, this plot of land in the middle of nowhere in Valencia. And yeah, in a couple of years' time, it will be up and running. We're just going to start spreading that yoga love, that community and that connection that we're talking about. Um, it's it's my dharma. My dharma is to do that, and so is my dad's. And, mm. and it's just so beautiful to share that with a family member after never having that growing up. Um, and it just is such a symbolic relationship mine and my father's of how we've come together through spirituality through yoga through meditation through reiki through communication how it keeps coming up um and now through that healing we can now inspire others maybe there are other dads and daughters out there Mm. that need that maybe there are other sisters maybe there are other brothers um so that's what we're going to do. And then maybe one day it will evolve into a community like this place. You never know. Wow, that's mm, so beautiful. Yeah. I cannot
1: wait to come and You'll visit. You'll be there. <laughs>
0: and teach a few workshops with you. It'll be so yeah. much fun. Oh, yeah. Workshops, yoga, massage, mm. aromatherapy, diet, everything. Mm. Yoga lifestyle. Not just yoga, asana
1: definitely that whole way of living Mm. Mm, so beautiful thank you so much Lou for sharing this amazing inspiring journey that you've been on and that you continue to exist on and and I would just love to ask before closing up just some little fire round questions or just like fun spontaneous (laughs) questions if you're keen um I'm curious which goddess you resonate most with and why
0: Ooh, good question. Saraswati, right now, um, because of her juggling all this music and art and weapons, and (laughs) yeah, I feel so inspired by music right now and i'm learning to play all these different instruments and using mantra to really express myself and Mm. and i never ever thought i would be this sort of person yeah i was an actor but that was more about performance as in like acting and dancing never singing i was never a singer but this whole musical path isn't about sounding good and singing it's about Mm. speaking from your heart and expressing yourself through mantra and chanting and Saraswati really resonates with me through that right now. Um, yeah, she seems like she's really helping me heal. Good wow. question. <laughs> Beautiful.
1: I love that. And I just find it so hard to believe that you're never a singer because your voice is so amazing. Like uh we've had guests at the retreat and they you know, they say like, Oh wow, we feel like deeply moved by Louise's voice. Like wow. it's just it's so healing. So I'm really grateful that you've been It just shows.
0: It just shows, doesn't it? Like whatever you think you are, whatever talents or skills that you don't think you possess, like Mm. you do. Everyone has it in with you. You know, Mm. we all have it. We're all reflections of each other. You know, we all have it. Um, You just got to have an open heart and explore it. And Saraswati is all about that. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Um,
1: What do you love most about yourself at the moment, and
0: why? I love my ability to nurture and care for others. Mm. I love how confident I said that as well, because a long time ago I wouldn't have been able to say that. I love how my um, healing, nurturing energy can spread wide, whether that's through my yoga classes or workshops or just one-to-one relationships. Mm. Um, Yeah, I think we all have our individual gifts, and I'm finally realizing mine is to share. Mm. It's just to keep sharing that love, to keep sharing connection and community and healing vibrations. And yeah, it's great to have a platform for me to live that truth. Mm, definitely.
1: And mm. I feel very blessed to be on the receiving end of all of your <laughs> healing energy and love. Oh, yeah, it's been so, so beautiful. Mm. Mm. Ooh, I'm curious, what is your favorite food? God,
0: ramen, <laughs> <laughs> vegan ramen, anything plant-based. Um, yes, I love a sandwich. <laughs> I love a sandwich: hummus, sun-dried tomatoes, mushrooms on toast, beans on toast. Oh, oh the yeah. British lady came out and beans on toast, capers. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm quite a wholesome. Working class bird when it comes to that sort of thing, <laughs> I just love cheap and easy food. But then uh, maybe like a cheeky ramen if we're going out there. Oh, Nothing yes. too fancy. Just a packet of crisps and a sandwich is fine.
1: <laughs> ramen in a in a saucepan. Maybe <laughs> you can share a little bit about that from the other ramen day. Ramen in a saucepan. You <laughs> remember? Okay, so the other day for Lee's birthday. Okay, we went to the Thai. Restaurant.
0: You can share about that. Okay. That was funny. That was great. Um yeah, guys. Talking about sustainability now, um, (laughs) we took our own saucepans and our own pots and pans to this Thai restaurant. And it was so funny, like, this, like, nervousness that we all or, like, some of us had beforehand of, like, going into an independent business and asking them to put their food in (laughs) our saucepans. Like, when you say it like that, it's so weird that we found that weird. Mm. But there's a kind of, like, shame about asking for stuff Mm. um, to not seem inconvenient. Yeah. But we we didn't care you know we were on such a high and, and we should live like this anyway and we tried to but we went into this Thai place and we said we don't want that we're trying to reduce our plastic intake is there any way that you can take this saucepan and you know there was a few people looking at us or whatever and they were just like uh what do you mean like, can you put the ramen in the saucepan, please? <laughs> like, uh okay sure and then you know and then it opened up a big conversation with that independent seller and saying you know we're going to come back because you've done this we want to continue to support you Mm. so how can you support us it's an exchange at the end of the day you know we want to be more sustainable and we're going to tell all our friends so how can you help us Mm. and it's inspiring to do that so guys like any company is happy to do this start the conversation start talking about ways that you can be plastic free or at least Reduce their plastic intake because mm. um, people love talking about it. You know, at the end of the day, you're talking about their business mm. and they want to improve and they need their customers. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. That was so special, and hopefully it won't be so unique. Well, maybe it'll be mm. a trend seeing people with their pots and pans. with I, think so. In I think so. Hippies so are going to take over
0: it. the world, yes. guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely. Do you
0: have a spirit animal? And if so, what? I don't know what my spirit animal is. Mm. I'm really curious to know what my spirit animal mm. is. I mean, as a Leo, I resonate with a lion. Um, but I've never had a dream about an animal or, oh. like, a, a sign. A lot of people do, and I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> but I think I, I carry a few animals. You know, I carry this, like, lioness, very out-there, external, masculine, performer, animal. But then I've got a very sweet, cosy, homely bird, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Yeah. What's what you yours? Thinking? Mine's a wolf. Of course
1: it
0: is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe it will come to you, hey. Ask, ask for it. I discovered mine in a shamanic journeying meditation I did years Mm. ago with my mum at the spiritual, like festival thing, like a day festival. It was really profound. Like, yeah, I found it was a wolf, and then you had to ask the name, and I got the name Sasha, and I'd like never heard of that name. Well, I'd heard of it, but I'd never known anyone called Sasha, and. When I got home, I Googled the meaning, and it literally means the protector of humankind.
0: Wow. And how wild is that? That is like, wild. Oh, okay. That's beautiful. Yeah. That suits you. Mm.
1: Yes, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what about a favorite crystal?
0: Rose quartz.
1: A hundred
0: percent. A hundred percent. You know, know that, that loving... Room I've got well. a giant one so in my room. Big. I know, I'm, I'm going to have to give that to you when I leave <gasps> and then you can pass it on to another one day but yeah rose quartz instantly Mm. resonate with so much that loving energy heart Mm. chakra beautiful
1: Mm. okay final question if you were on the moon like you had to go live on the moon for a little Mm. while and you had your food you had your oxygen and water like your key essentials what like one personal item would you take with you and why?
0: wow good question one personal item a notebook mm. and a pen for sure <laughs> so I could continue to express myself through it. poetry through journaling um through drawing oh maybe music <gasps> maybe an instrument Oh, which one this is hard if i could play guitar guitar <laughs> I, I will learn to play guitar in this lifetime for sure I love it. um or a drum a djembe, a djembe, <laughs> african drum oh, oh yeah beautiful i just i would want to dance and express myself it comes back to that creative longing and being and however i could do that a notebook mm. and an instrument
1: Beautiful. <laughs> thank you so much, Lou, for sharing thank all of your you. love and your light and mm. all that you offer. I'm so, so grateful that we could do this. And I'm really going to miss you.
0: I'm going to miss you too. And thank you oh. for opening up this space. You know, for anyone out there, you know, you, you're inspiring so many people mm. with this podcast. So thank you for being your wonderful self.
1: There we have it, my episode with Louisa. I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely love to have her back on the show because as I mentioned at the beginning, this episode was recorded months ago and, and just like myself, a lot has happened in between. She's also had her own secret plant medicine ceremonies one of which we shared together and it's just been so much growth and lessons that we both learned along the way so hopefully i can have her back on soon but definitely go and check out her instagram and say hello she's such a light soul and i'm just so happy to to share her light with you you know she's just pure magic so thank you so much for listening If you like the show, feel free to raise it. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that will really, really help the growth and the the recognition so that other people can hear these episodes too. And if you feel like this episode resonated at all, please pass it along to a friend. It would be so much gratefully appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning in. I send you all of my love.